This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Daniel Weiske with the main host, Deacon Dan Goshi. And we have a new guest coming in this half hour. Um, her name is Nellie. Nellie. Nellie Rose. Nellie Rose. Um, her last name, I believe she said is Goshi. Gosh, you said Gashi. I'm not sure if that's how they pronounce it over there. Let's see. But uh, yeah, Nelly, mm-hmm. uh, welcome, Nelly, and <laughs> glad Hello. to have you. You know, we're here today, kind of talking about people following the Lord's will and different ways to spread the faith, different vocations, and often with family connections, like having a dad that's a deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a dad that's a deacon. I do. So I does Nelly. No, so does Nelly. In yeah. fact, um, it, well, he pronounces his name a little differently. He pronounces it Goshi. He pronounces it Deacon Dan Goshi. Right. But Nelly pronounces it, no. She pronounces it Goshi, Goshi as well. Yes, she's my daughter. What a yeah. joy. What yeah, a joy. she is but, a joy. And uh, Nelly, good to have you with us. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, I would love to. Oh. I am a Catholic school teacher. I've been teaching for, I think, seven years, if I've got that timeline right. Wow. So that's exciting. I've taught from kindergarten to sixth grade. So, yeah, I've covered a lot of it. Um, Also, I am very much uh, an artistic kind of person. I really like to make handmade cards and do something that's called quilling, which is like extreme origami, but I get to use glue. Really? (laughs) So you might have to Google that at some point. Extreme origami. Extreme origami. That sounds like a sport, doesn't it? Like, oh, coming up next, extreme origami. Right. Maybe on Fox 3. You don't burn that many calories, though, with extreme That's, origami. No, but you get little paper cuts, right? Little paper cuts. There's injury. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. And would your dad bind your wounds when you got those paper cuts? I'm yeah. sorry? Oh, I just asked if your dad would bind your wounds when you got those paper cuts when you were younger. Oh, no, I take care of them myself. Oh, okay. Dad, like, yeah. dad's like, how's that working for you? It's great. I hardly get any paper cuts. Good job. Good job. <laughs> well, wonderful. So now you're, you've been a teacher for seven years, which is a significant amount of time, I mm-hmm, think. And mm-hmm. um, been doing that at, in our diocese at Duluth here, all the times you've been teaching in our diocese, or have you been floating yes, around? I have. Yeah. I've kind of hopped around from, like, the Hibbing area to the Virginia area, and now I'm in the Grand Rapids area. Mm-hmm. So, so I like cool. to say I kind of Catholic school hop. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, I don't know what God has planned for me in the future. I just do what he tells me to do, and it works out really well. That's good. So, oh, man. That's yeah. good. Where'd you learn that? Where did I learn that? Yeah. Mom. <laughs> I thought so. He just mouthed the word mom as uh, you said that. I thought yeah. so. I thought yeah. you'd say that. Yeah. Good, oh. good job. From your wife? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a break for the next 20 minutes or so. You you guys just tell me when it's over. <laughs> but it does well, you highlight. you me many wonderful things too, Dad. Oh, thank goodness. And that's yeah. a great theme. You know, thinking about um, in the last few years, too, with uh, Dad and the formation program for Diagon, now being a deacon, you know, can you say something about how, how was, what was that like? Did, you know, what impact did you have on each other um, as you're both following these paths, trying to serve the Lord? Okay. Um, you know, when it first started, because it's like a five-year program, if I've got that right, it was kind of just like, what are you doing? What's <laughs> going on? Why does mom have to go with? Mm-hmm. Mom wants to be Catholic now, too? Okay. It was just kind of <laughs> like, just trying to figure it all out. 
But then as it continued, I often would be like, so how come the kids can't go? Because I would go. I want to learn all the things that you're learning. Mm -hmm. And I just would love, I'd bombard them with questions as soon as they would come home from like their weekend visits. That would be a whole weekend and they were just exhausted from learning so much. But I kept trying to have them reteach me everything because shocker, I like to learn things and be taught (laughs) things as well as a teacher. So you know, it was it was fun to learn just more about the faith through that diaconate program. And, and I would say that it would be nice if there was some sort of element for the kids, but I don't know if many of them were the age that I was at when they were at. I was my younger 20s at that time, so it might have been different if it were like a, you know, toddler or teenagers wanting to be on that journey, too. Um, but it was it was neat as it went along. I was always very proud of my dad and my mom for doing it, and I thought that it made us really cool. Because, <laughs> you know, look at what my dad and mom are doing. That's really neat. Yeah. And, you know, you get to learn about... I, I would say I know a lot more priests than I did 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. I know a lot more deacons and their wives and their families. It just makes this really great community of people that you get to share your faith with. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. So the community aspect and the learning... Uh, trickles down. Trickles down and, mm-hmm. and makes some connections. and That's something we've heard in the last segments, too, about community. Community, fraternity. Uh, support, friendship, uh, but that support in the faith. And so uh, that's interesting. How did you end up... You, you, I guess I don't take for granted that, you know, when a family member's in formation, that you get connected to all these other people if you're their child. How did you end up connecting with all these other priests or deacons? I was very insistent that I'd be invited along to all the parties <laughs> and get-togethers that they would have. She means um, prayer meetings, kind not of parties. Through that. What, Dad? I said you meant prayer meetings, not parties. Right. Prayer <laughs> meetings. <laughs> no, Stuff like parties. that. They're you parties. would host some fun oh, get-togethers, yes. though, yep, and I would be did. like, can, can I come along? I'm part of the Deacon family. And, and it's you generally... Know, it was generally during the summer or when there was a break from formation, sure. because right. as as Luke mentioned and as we've heard from Dan and, and several others, that, that the importance of that getting together, that being together in, in community, is it just doesn't go away. It doesn't take a summer break. So I'm sorry. Go ahead with your with your interview, Dan, Father Daniel. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, I, well, I, I want to hear from her. Mm-hmm. So, well, you mentioned, um, I guess that's one of the joys, but, you know, just kind of wondering about some of the joys and struggles that came with the process, uh, maybe for you, and then hear from your dad, and maybe how if you uh, kind of walk through some of those joys and challenges together of of uh, your dad being in that formation process. Um, yeah, I probably have touched on the joys. It's just neat to see how both of my parents have changed over time, even during the formation process. I mean, I always thought that um, you know, mom wasn't Catholic at the time that it started, so I always kind of looked to dad to kind of be the leader of the Catholic faith. And I always thought he knew a lot, but it turns out he didn't. Sorry, dad. <laughs> and he learned a lot, and that was helpful. And then as she, you know, converted and is learning more, it's just such a nice joy to be able to talk about those struggles with that faith background with both parents during that. And they just kind of keep increasing. And I kind of think that every person, if they're working on their face, just kind of keeps getting better and better over time. If that makes any sense. So it's neat 
to watch that process and how they can turn things into, um, you know, how it relates to our faith. I will say, though, that sometimes I just want my dad to listen to some of the things that I have to say. And sometimes he gives me a homily <laughs> instead of a lecture. <laughs> it's like, well, I know all that. She I just wanted lecture. you to share my feelings and emotions. <laughs> but, okay, <laughs> thank you for the spontaneous homily. That's still a joy. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the sufferings, you know, I really do believe that uh, Satan does not like it when anyone's entering into a sacrament. And he will do the best that he can to make that hard. So there were some things that were just hard with, like, even other friends and family members not understanding what this whole process was, and you kind of lost some people along the way, um, which is sad, but you also grew these good, faith-filled communities and friendships. So I guess that was probably the biggest struggle, is just seeing that not everybody could follow along with you on the path and the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a challenge. And, you know, hearing in the scriptures about it is one thing. We don't even always hear about it, but how, mm-hmm. you know, when you start to follow the Lord, he says, well, he he does, uh, you know, mother and daughter, father and son, you know, there is separation mm-hmm. that can come when we start to follow the Lord more clearly. St. <clears throat> Paul has all the struggles with divisions in his communities about you know, when they're choosing to follow the Lord or falling away. and uh, But to go through that yourself and, and to go through that with each other, with people that are close to you, um, or friends or family. That's um, yeah. That is one of the struggles of of pursuing the sacrament or pursuing ordination. Huh? So, yeah. an interesting, you know, that seeing your parents grow. Uh, I mean, I had the same experience. I guess. Well, first of all, like you're doing what when you mention when your dad and <laughs> like yeah when my dad ended up like what that's that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, why uh-huh. are you you know why are you gonna why are you think yeah. about going to be I mean up at the what are you doing. You know, and of course, over the years, like okay, well, I can see that. You know, that, you know, that makes sense. But, um, but then seeing both parents, you know, kind of grow in in different forms of, we'll just say, spiritual maturity, like strength, confidence, peace, um, yeah, just understanding, being able to articulate and understand situations in the light of the, the faith, and it is a beautiful thing because you know when you know someone. So I mean, I suppose our parents looking at us, it's even more profound if they see us because they've seen us from when we're a baby, but. To look at our parents and say, wow, I've known you since I was born, and <laughs> look at you now, you're so different. <laughs> right. And yeah. yeah, they are. They're just they're just different people, and it's for the better. I love it. <laughs> Not so much the homily lectures, so, but... Ah, get over uh, it. Okay. <laughs> you know, hey, no. that reminds me of oh, a, is that of a right? lesson Shut, I want to teach oh, you right now, oh, daughter. Zip your lips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So that's one of the formation aspects, though, isn't it? It's like, you know, how do you judge when to listen? Mm-hmm. It's that there's that mm-hmm. video, whoever put it out, about a guy and a, 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 I think a husband and wife talking in that case. And she has a nail in her oh, head. Oh, the nail. Yes. You know, yes. And she's talking okay. and, oh, I have this pain in my head. And he's like, well, yeah, but you have a, just listen. Just I don't want you to tell, just listen to me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I have this pain in my head and it just doesn't seem to go away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, just pull the nail out. No, don't, don't, just sh- listen. You know, but anyway. Um, yeah. One of those lessons that we are supposed to learn in formation. Yeah. And uh, uh, hopefully we, we learn over the years, as, especially we, as men. We learn it, then we forget it, and we relearn it, and then we forget it. But then you have people relearn. like your daughter who are not afraid to no, no. Um, She's share fearless. what she needs to say. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. You know, what? one of the um, 
one of the things that I would I would say because you you asked if you know if, uh, Nelly mentioned uh, how she thought Dad knew so much, and it turns out he didn't. Oh. <clears throat> I had this. No, she's absolutely dead on. I had the same impression of myself. It seemed like when I knew very little, I thought I knew it all. And the more I learn, the more I realize how oh, very little I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that's that's the, the, the that's well, that's when you uh, attach yourself to something eternal and infinite. You know, uh, obviously, that's that's what happens is is that you you realize the more you the more intimate you become with with the Lord, the more the, the closer you get to Him, the more you realize how much of Him there is mm-hmm. and that and that how that just keeps growing and growing so mm-hmm. yeah she nailed it she's absolutely right she hasn't she hasn't uh, misspoken at all in this interview so i don't far doubt it julie thing. taught her well <laughs> that's true i forgot about that <laughs> and and i would i would also say this that we often think of uh um we, we've heard from many from many people who have maybe i'll talk about this more when we come back from our little break here but i want to talk about the importance of community um, supporting uh, a family who's who's you know entering into seminary or formation to become a deacon. So we'll do that in just a moment. We're broadcasting from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota, with Father Daniel Weiske. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, and we'll be back with Nellie Goshi, my daughter, in just a moment. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. I, when I first started listening to Real Presence Radio, my go-to show was uh, Catholic Answers. Okay. And I liked, the, I liked the, uh, the, the subject matter when they would say people that aren't Catholic. No, mm-hmm. None of the Catholics can call in, just the, those Catholics, just the non-Catholics. Or if you have a problem, or if you're pro-choice. And it really fed me with um, logic. And understanding, um, I, I really believe, I'm obviously very pro-life, but to be able to answer somebody's questions who's post-choice mm-hmm. and to listen to that um, really gave me the fruit of being able to really put forth a counter and to educate them to evangelize them. That really, um, a life is, is a life from the very beginning. Um, so it's those kind of those kind of fruits that just uh, that I, I learned time and again. I'm Pam Paul from St. Michael's Church. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. 
heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Father Daniel Weiske with Deacon Dan Goshi and his daughter, Nellie, who uh, is a Catholic school teacher. And we're talking a little bit about life, you know, discerning God's will, serving different ways. And I just heard, again, that intro of in- inspiring and uplifting stories. Yes. That's a tall order, yeah, Deacon. that is yeah. hard. That is hard. But I think yeah. Nellie... Nellie. Can help us. Nellie can get us through. Uh, I, I was going to speak a little bit about, um, we, we've heard from um, others about the, the, the difficulties that oftentimes arise when you're, uh, that, that weekend to go to formation uh, approaches, it's a weekend in the Diocese of Duluth, it may be different in other dioceses, but, um, you know, and, and all of the different struggles that, uh, that, that families face uh, with, you know, uh, child care and pets and jobs and, you know, and, and so many things that, that are um, uh, thrown at them. And how important it is, I think, for the, uh, a church community, uh, family members, to, um, to participate in, in helping in, in, in those times. Now, Nellie, um, we, have, we had a, uh, our son was in his early teens when we first started, maybe 12 years old, and, you know, was in his teenage years throughout this. So uh, Nellie was already moved out of the house, um, but, but our son was still at home. We can't just leave. It's not a good idea to leave a 13-year-old home alone, you know, so um, some people frown on that. And so it was very important for us to be able to find, you know, how, how do we, you know, keep track of the, the dogs, the, uh, our, our son, and, and keep everything uh, intact. And Nellie, uh, for all, every weekend of formation throughout, um, for throughout all six years, came from hours away at times to our house to, to help manage things there. And so in, in a very, not even an indirect way, but in a very direct way, she served the church by helping another. It's part of that vocations prayer we pray, you know, mm-hmm. choose from our homes those who are needed and, and help us to, to create environments where, you know, where, where uh, people can be called from a home to serve. And that is made possible by uh, contributions of others. And in this case, Nellie is, Nellie is very much responsible for the Diocese of Duluth having another deacon ordained mm-hmm. and and um and, and i hope it's a it's a role that other family members and parishioners uh, if you know somebody who's in formation or in seminary or anything that you can do to to help out that family um in some way it is ex- extremely important for them to to uh to know that you're there and will, willing to help and for you to do the things and not just say hey if you need anything call me but to, to actually uh, participate in that. So uh, I would not be a deacon if, if, I, if I couldn't get to the classes. I couldn't get to the classes if I didn't have a daughter that was willing to sacrifice and come and take care of things so that we could go. And so that's, that's kind of the, the point I wanted to make mm-hmm. as far as um, uh, her role in, in the diaconate. I mean, she's talked, spoken about some of the joys and the blessings she's received, but uh, she's also been a part of ooh, creating them, mm-hmm. you know, making them happen. So. Amen. Thank what do you think of that homily, Nellie? And another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a role you, that you had in that process. And um, kind of fun to hear the back and forth of your interactions after those weekends, too, with her picking your brain and, and different questions. And, um, yeah. But did, didn't you have a question for Nellie? I can, I can. I have one in my head. I, I thought you did. I, if I articulated it, yes, yes. Nellie, tell us a little bit about because I know this is a true um, uh, uh, desolation type of a of a thing, uh, something that's that been a real challenge for her. 
is, um, and you talked about, you know, me giving homilies as opposed to just listening to you from time to time, but uh, some of the other challenges that you have had to face as a child with maybe th- such things as quality time with dad and mom after ordination and, and, and uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the first year or so um, after you were ordained as a deacon was a little bit hard trying to share you with the church people, (laughs) I guess. Like, there were Mm -hmm. certain situations where I felt like, well, like, my cousin, your niece, died, and I felt at times that you were um, not present for me as, hey, I lost my cousin, hey, you lost your niece, but you were present as a deacon for the whole family during that, which is good. In hindsight, it was fine, but I was a little selfish, I guess, and wanted some more dad and not deacon time, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It it does. It happened to be at a time when it was... Um, uh, I believe it was early, it was in February, and it was St. Blaise Day, and I, I was uh, away for a weekend uh, of formation when my when my niece died quite unexpectedly, my goddaughter as well, and uh, Nellie's age, a classmate of hers, even in school. And when I came home early, as early as I could, to be with the family for that, my first stop was immediately to the church to help with the blessing of throats, you know, and then later on I was to meet with uh, my brother and his wife and family at the at the funeral home to help, you know, with, with arrangements and things like that. And, and so, yeah, there was, a, there was a part of me that was in, um, as you look at it from Nellie's eyes, dad was in deacon mode and she could really have used a dad, you know, at that point. And so uh, this was only a few months after ordination. I hadn't figured out how to do this yet, you know, and how to, how to integrate, uh, my vocation, uh, as, um, as a husband, as a father, as a deacon, all at once. Um, you know, hopefully with, with a few years of experience, I've, I've learned to, to manage that better. Um, but yeah, this, mm-hmm. these, and it wasn't just that, you know, there, there are other times when, when Nellie would come home for, uh, for a, uh, a weekend, a family event, and dad would be going off to help with Saturday mass, Easter vigil, or I'm uh, not Easter, but to the Saturday, vid, this vigil mass on a Saturday night or, or off, uh, on a Sunday or, you know, or, and so there were, there was certain, certainly a, a portion of, uh, that dad time that was missing because of of the diaconate and of, of the of the ministry, and that was hard for her. It was hard for me mm-hmm. to you know balance. And I don't I don't want to use the word balance to integrate uh, the diaconate and fatherhood and husband. You know all those roles. And now, how have you seen that develop over the, these last years? Then I think that the balance is good. He's deacon dad. I figured <laughs> out he's both. And I don't know if it's him figuring out how to not integrate, as he said, or if it's just me learning to, okay, this is what a deacon and a dad does now. But I think we're good. It was kind of fun during um, COVID-19, the one perk of it. You know, I had to do distance teaching, and I got to live with my parents for a few months. So I went, you know, go crazy alone. And that was fun to just hang out with them again. But then I was ready to move back 
home after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Living with mom and dad gets old after a while. But that it, it speaks also to what I mentioned before about the importance of wives being a part of formation. You know, life changes drastically, and for the children as well. And so it's really important to recognize that, uh, that, that's, that that's the case. Um, yeah. We should probably uh, wrap things up and say thank you to Nellie. I appreciate that you're being here, daughter. I love you. Mom says I hi. Hi to mom. Tell her okay. no bears have attacked me yet. No bears have a she's out camping. So oh, yeah, good. Good. <laughs> good to talk to you, Nellie. You take care. God Thanks, bless. Bye bye. Bye, Dad. All right. So uh, there you go. That's that's a little bit from the from the daughter of a deacon. And I would like to hear more families, you know, maybe in future episodes to talk about their journeys, just because I think it helps prepare men and and their wives for what you know what are the, some of the things they need to be aware of. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Eli, are you hanging around still? Uh, you know, I am. I'm just sort of hanging out here. It's uh, having okay. a good time. Thank you for doing it quietly and not interrupting. <laughs> I have more homilies to give to my daughter. So, uh, Eli, you've got uh, kind of an idea of what's happening in our next show, right? I, I show sure tomorrow. do. Yeah, you okay. know, we've got a great show that we had today, and we've got another hopefully great show coming up tomorrow morning. That, that'll be at 9 to 11 a.m. Central right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, hosted by Father David Richter and Lori Leffer, coming to you from St. John the Apostle Church in Minot, North Dakota. You know, the uh, the O'Reillys were sort of talking there about um, cowboy priests. Well, mm. Father Bryce Lundgren will talk about living the faith in a cowboy way. That's coming up right away tomorrow morning, so they might want to tune in for that. Then Deacon Kyle Eller will tell us what we need most during this time. And Ted Tesher will talk about a special anniversary for an extraordinary church. So all that should be shaping up to be a great show tomorrow, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Deacon Kyle was uh, ordained right right next to me at uh, at the cathedral, and uh, we became very close friends. So I, I love to hear anything he has to say. Oh, well, how, how are we doing on time? We got a couple of minutes maybe to have some closing thoughts and a prayer, oh, we Father? Could, we or? could do that. Yeah, okay. What do you think? Well, just seeing how... Everyone's connected, and the Lord is calling us all, right? Mm-hmm. And this this centrality of a few things, you know, seeking the Lord's will. I keep hearing that from, I think, all the people who spoke. They're mm-hmm. constantly seeking, what is God calling me to do? Whatever anyone else expects, you know, that's not the main thing. And however anyone else responds, that's not the main thing. It's, what is God calling me to do? And to see how people are brought together and have these deep friendships, but really um, how the Lord through the twists and turns of life, leads them where they need to go. If They're seeking his will, truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been beautiful to see in all the stories I think we've heard today. And then that fraternity, that, that social, that support, and, um, and structure in life, but, but that support from others, from friends, from family, is uh, so crucial, too. We've heard from you, from the O'Reillys, from everyone uh, this day. So I think some good lessons mm-hmm. for us. Right. The Lord, Lord leads us all through the twists and turns of life. And uh, ultimately to eternal joy. That's where he wants us. So we just have to stay in the path with him. All right. Don't you think? I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Abide on the vine. Abide on the vine. How about a very quick a prayer, prayer will Father? help us to yeah, do that? Yeah, and a blessing maybe. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, we thank you for leading us in the path of salvation. Help us to remain always faithful, to abide in the vine, to always be one with you, and one in your will. May Almighty God bless all of our listeners, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's Deacon Dan Goshi, Father Dan Weiske. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. 
weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.